2: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was Sonia with Nylon Knights. Their new album, Loud Arriver, is out now on Cruz Del Sur Music. They are a rock and roll group out of Philadelphia. It's a very cool record. I highly suggest if you like uh, like classic heavy metal that you go check out Loud Arriver from Sonia out of Philadelphia on Cruz Del Sur Music. Uh, This song, Nylon Nights, was the first single. Uh, The whole thing's out there now, but make sure you go check it out, especially if you like what you just heard. After my first listen to Loud Arriver, I swiftly put it into my Best of 2022 playlist. So that's how highly I think about it. I mean, there's like 50 albums in there at this point, but Loud Arriver is definitely one of them. Very cool band with a very cool sound bit of a throwback throwback to an era that today's guest helped innovate I've got an interview for you with John Gallagher of the legendary UK heavy metal band Raven we're talking about their current tour their recently released compilation their upcoming record all sorts of things going on with Raven even though they're like 50 years in they're running as strong as ever and we're gonna talk a lot about that I want to tell you if you're local if you're in the York Pennsylvania area However you're comfortable getting there, I got a pair of tickets to give away to their show October 22nd, so all you have to do is uh, reach out to me. Send me a message on whatever platform you choose. I would suggest email Dan at gettingitout.net, but if you want to send me a message on Facebook, if you want to send me a message on Instagram, just let me know you're interested. I'll put your name in the pot. Tell me where you're from, too, just for fun, and then uh, I'll pick a winner in the next couple of days because October 22nd is coming up quick. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll figure this out we'll get you the tickets if you win don't you worry about that uh, but let's get into things let's listen to hot zone and then my conversation with john
0: jackie make family out of friends make friends out of these to my family, make bread till they bury all the, been, we said, all the places we've been, we're never sitting it out. We'll be getting it in. Why you getting it out? I in all the places we've been, we're never sitting it out. We'll be getting it in. Why you getting it out?
2: Get in! Okay, so I told you about the local show coming up featuring Raven. October 22nd, email me, message me, whatever. If you want the tickets, I'll put your name in the pot. I'll Pick it. That's not, that's not what I want to tell you about, though. What I want to tell you about is what life can really be like here in central Pennsylvania, south central Pennsylvania. If you're an early listener of the podcast, you would have heard me rant ad nauseum about the Amish and my dislike for them. And uh, there's several reasons for that they're quite literally unavoidable if you live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And last night I saw the repercussions of them being in the way. And pretty terrible. And here's the thing. The Amish ride their horse and buggy on the street with everybody else. And you might be like, well, you probably have bigger shoulders there. No, we don't. And there's a lot of farm it's a lot of farmland. So there's like no shoulder. And uh, you'll just be driving along the street. You'll be coming around a corner on a farm road with corn stalks high. So you don't, you don't see shit. You, you can't see anything coming and going, you know, what's coming around the corner, anything like that. And you'll come around the corner to find a horse and buggy in your lane, which of course travels significantly slower than your car. And I don't know that anybody's ever rear-ended them, but the thing is, is that we go around them and you got to be real careful. You got to slow down and you got to like look into the other lane and then you pass them. And uh, that can be dangerous if a car is coming from the opposite direction. If you got to swerve over and take out a whole family of children and a horse and a buggy, by the way, those things can't be cheap. Or like risk going a head-on collision with another automobile. Like it's it's terrible options. And last night, I always wonder this. I always wonder how often these accidents happen and I feel like I'm gonna get in one all the time and last night on my way home in the dark I see a horse and buggy go past me and about four minutes later when I make the left to go up that road I go up that way and there are three cars stopped in the middle of the street and there's a dead horse in the road why because that very thing happened somebody went to go around but there's a corner ahead a car came around they swerved over took out the horse Family with children standing on the shoulder. Everybody seems okay because everybody's just standing over this horse corpse in the middle of the road. That's what living in South Central Pennsylvania is like. That's Lancaster County, okay? And if you're thinking, oh, that family, they lost their poor horse. That family doesn't give a shit about that horse, all right? These things are tools to these people. These people have puppy mills, all right? Do you know what that means? That means they overbreed puppies and they sell them for money. These wonderful, quilt-making, barn-raising, shoe-fly-pie-shilling, corn-shucking motherfuckers don't care. They're weird as hell. They smell like shit. They can't even listen to my podcast. What are they good for? Some people say they're really nice. I don't know. I've never really had a one-on-one conversation with any of them, so maybe maybe they are. But that's just that's just what's going on here in South Central Pennsylvania, in Lancaster County, and I just wanted you to know about the horse corpse I saw in the middle of the road yesterday. And I want you to think about how you would feel if you saw a horse corpse in the middle of your road. Maybe, like, I mean, I don't, I gotta be honest, I don't really give a shit about the horse. I'm just more pissed off about the inconvenience and, uh, and that we have to worry about this when we drive around. Yeah, I'm very self centered about it. I realize that, and that's okay. Uh, maybe it's not okay, but it's, uh, it's, I'm just being honest, all right? I simply don't want to hit a horse with my car, and I don't think most people have to worry about that. All right? That's all. That's all I'm saying. Think about it. How often are you worried about horses being in the way? With a family in tow. With children. Not even riding them. Pulling them. Goodness gracious. Leaping lizards. All of this horse talk does remind me of when I lived in Baltimore for a while, and I would aggressively inquire about each venue's horse policy. As you lead up to a show, how many horses can I bring? What's the uh, maximum hand limit? Do you have oats? Do I have to bring my own? Where can I tie them up? Uh, Is there hay? Is there straw? All sorts of questions that I used to ask, usually publicly in a social media forum, about their horse policy. Even if from the jump they were like, there's no horses allowed. I'd be like, well, would you make an exception if? You know, well, it's a tame horse. And then, you know, eventually I just get blocked from these Facebook event pages. But I wouldn't have my way with them for a long time with horse-related questions. And that was really funny to me that they had to go out of their way to <laughs> to block me from their Facebook event pages because all I was doing was clouding it up with horse questions. And uh, that's that's a good time. That was a good time. That might have been pre-kids. I don't know. But man, there was a point in my life where that was the peak. That was the highlight. Let's go on this event page and ask some horse questions. I didn't know that it would haunt me and later I'd be driving around horse corpses avoiding sea biscuit while I'm going 35 down a farm road, but hey, that's the that's the funny way life is, right? Amos needs to get to the pumpkin patch or wherever these people go. I don't even know where they're going. Where do they go? One church to another. One house to another. Live closer. Get a compound. Be in a community. We know there's not that many of you. Anyway, Not. And I'm speaking about the Amish people, not the horses. I know the horses have no control over this. They're just tools. Tools in the game. Speaking of the game, how about the game of rock and roll? One of the bands in heavy metal and hard rock history has been known as athletic rock. Yeah, That's games. That's the segue. Raven from the UK. I don't know where exactly in the UK. The UK. It's a whole country, but I'm going to say it like it's one little place. Raven, the new wave of British heavy metal band, came over here to the United States in 1983. And the opener for that very first tour was a little band named Metallica. And uh, right now, Raven is back almost 50 years later, touring the United States again. Playing their classic sophomore album Wiped Out on a nationwide tour. And I checked in with John Gallagher, who was bearing the breeze in windswept Michigan for a lunchtime chat about the band, their history, their current tour, their upcoming show with Metallica, and plenty more. So check out my conversation with John. First, I want to remind you, if you want to go to see Raven, October 22nd, New York, Pennsylvania, let me know. I got a pair of tickets to give away. Send me a message. We'll get you hooked up if you win. First, though, let's listen to a track from Wiped Out. This is Faster Than the Speed of Light from Raven. And then check out my conversation with John. 50 years into this thing still loving it
1: 48 years never knowing anything else i was three years old when i started the band (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing
2: it's amazing how's the last few years been for you specifically
1: the last few years have been quite a whirlwind uh really ever since mike joined back in 2017 we've played more shows we've put out more music uh than in any other comparable time period other than when we you know did the first few albums i think yeah. we've definitely played more shows and you know the pandemic put a speed bump in there for a bit but uh we've got a lot of stuff happening right now which is cool so uh making up that lost ground definitely right
2: right well you just released uh leave and bleeding which is like uh well some sort of a compilation between more recent material right <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is uh kind of like a, just a planting the flag to say here's where we are. It was the end of the old Greco deal. So it seemed to be the sensible way to go with that. Uh and it's you know, it gives you an idea of what we've been doing the last couple of years for maybe for the uninitiated and for the the more initiated. There's uh, all the extra trucks, the B sides, the you know, the outer Mongolian extra truck for Walk Through Fire or something like that, and uh, a bonus live version of Stay Hard, which was unreleased, and we mixed it for this, and it's co- really cool. So yeah, it comes awesome. together. Was, it's a nice album. Yeah,
2: yeah. I was listening to it uh, the other day, and also I was reading the. It got go- good reviews as well. Uh, Decibel magazine gave it a good rating, which is hard to do for an older band getting a good oh, yeah, rating, in a, you know, and that's great. Um, I w- and then you guys are out on tour right now. You're out on tour with Riot Act. And you're,
1: you're, as I understand, you're playing wiped out in its entirety, right? That's it. And as my nightly joke goes, I looked it up in the dictionary, and that means the whole damn lot of it. So (laughs) start to finish. Uh, And it's fun. We've never done anything like this before, and it just came up because it's the 40th anniversary, and that kind of means something. You know, there's there's, a bit of gravity to that, as opposed to, we're doing the two and a half year anniversary of our album and, you know, that kind of crap. Right. This kind of, at this point, those those things really mean something because, I mean, it, it happened to come up. There was a, a list of bands and their longevity, and there aren't many bands that have been out as long as we have in sure. any genre. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> you got like the Rolling Stones and you got Aerosmith, and they've got, Maybe two or three years on us. That's all right. So, <laughs> well, the Stones are, you know, older than God, of course, but for like Aerosmith, it was like amazing. Couldn't believe it. So uh, it means a lot. And it was a challenge. Uh, three of the songs were never played live before, mm-hmm. before this tour. And at this point, we're comfortable with it and we're having fun with it. So that's... Yeah, you know, awesome. that's what you need. You mentioned that
2: three of them were never played before live. Is that something that you just know in your head? Or is that something you actually keep track of, that you know which songs you've never played live before? And Because you've got a massive discography at this
1: point. Yeah, I've really got a, a good handle on what we've never played live. There's uh, a couple off All For One. There's uh, definitely a couple off Stay Hard. There's quite a few off The spa. We played almost everything off Nothing Exceeds, but I think there's at least two or three off that that maybe got played once. So, yeah, I've got a handle right through of what's on. And it's difficult because you put an album out and you want people to hear it, but you don't want to beat them over the head with it either. You know, here's the the entire album that you've never heard before. We're going to make you sit through this, you know. You want to... You know, throw them a few crumbs and let them find out for themselves. But, uh, I mean, the last album, Metal City, got so well received, we were all set to be doing quite a lot of it the second time around. And, you know, well, the first time around, which never happened because of the pandemic. So,
2: Yeah. Is this the first you've been out since the pandemic?
1: No, we actually, we did a festival in August of 2021 which was a lot of fun in uh, Belgium, the Alcatraz Festival. Uh, And then we did a U.S. tour about literally a year ago. And things were a little, it's a lot more normal now, but it was a little weird then. Everywhere you went, everything was closed. Mm -hmm. You couldn't get a meal after like six o'clock at night. I mean, there's a little bit of that here. It's just that, you know, we're short-staffed. Customer Mm -hmm. services went down the toilet, tough. Mm enjoy you know I'm sure everyone's seen that in every field of human endeavor customer service is a lost art at this point yeah we got away (laughs) with it during the pandemic let's see if we can just keep that sucker going you know
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like it I I prefer to deal with as, as few people as possible when I'm out there so so that works out for me put the robots in there I'll check out with them I got no problem with that there you go (laughs) <laughs> well, so you mentioned you, you've you never done like this whole thing where you play an album in its entirety and you're doing Wiped Out, which is your second record. So why not rock
1: until you drop? Pandemic, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just the didn't line up with out. the anniversary? Yeah, it just, it, it just didn't work out. But at least we did get the box set together, which mm-hmm. is something I'd been working on for quite a while. I uh, got fed up with all these there's these little indie labels and they'll go to bmg and go hey can we license the neat stuff from raven and they just repackage it very slightly and stick it out and after it's been done about the sixth or seventh time it's like they're just gouging people so i had the plan to do a box set and we had you know i would started looking for material found a couple of really cool demos which i thought were missing altogether Mm -hmm. which is a 1978 demo which is kind of weird, uh, but it it gives an idea of the roots. And for something like this, it's it's historical, it's good. And then there's the audition demo we did for Neat, where they wanted to sign us and they brought us in and we just recorded live to Two Truck. And you can hear slightly different arrangements of don't need your money and wiped out. Before, you know, the producer came in and said, ah, you need to change this and change this, which were great ideas, but it's cool to hear how they were In the first place. And then there's a couple of live shows uh, together with the actual album and all the associated tracks. Cool booklet, lots of rare photos. And again, photos that came out from nowhere. The guy got in touch. Hey, I've got these contact sheets. Do you want them? And he sent the negatives as well. So it had these really cool photos from like 81. It's excellent. That's
2: awesome. I was talking... Couple of weeks ago, to uh, Brian uh, from Diamondhead about about the well of material and how eventually it's got to run dry, right? How much old yeah. stuff is there of Raven that's yet to be unearthed, like that very early stuff? Or did you, uh, the very
1: stuff? very early stuff. I mean, the, I mean, there's, there's bootlegs of stuff I could have put on rotten until you drop, but the quality was really bad. You know, right? Uh, the has tended to get a little more. Uh, sassy and a little bit more technically adept the the longer it went on so by the time you get the 83 84 things started sounding a lot better but uh it's pointless putting out stuff that sounds like transmissions from venus you know i can kind of make <laughs> out what it is but it's you're, you're kind of taking the piss putting that out and expecting people to pay money for it i mean i've had people saying oh you know these demos are like horrible what do you expect you're Think we got freaking Mutt Lang out there in like 1980 in Newcastle? Come on, get, right. get a grip. <laughs> They're fucking demos, so, that's the way it is. It, it's, it's, a demo is a demo, you know, but I mean, that changed. That changed back in the mid 80s. A demo right. was was a, an, a, a pseudonym for a fully fledged, absolutely perfect album, but it hasn't been released yet. It's like, no, that's not what a demo is. Not at all, uh, <laughs> you know. I don't like your demo. I don't like the production on it. Oh, those kind of people, you know, there's a very deep hole for them and I've got the shovel to fill it up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, a lot's changed. Uh, As far as the well of material. Yeah. I mean, a a lot of albums, like say wiped out, it's going to be a little bit more of a stretch because there really wasn't any additional material recorded. There's uh, an abortive version of the uh, acoustic piece I did 2021 where I break down and everyone starts laughing and that's already been released in some form on one of the compilations and there's, you know, there's the BBC sessions which, yeah, we can maybe put that stuff out with it. So, that's probably going to sit until the 45th and we'll we'll (laughs) review and see what else we've got, you know. But All for One, I've got a lot of stuff for All for One, a lot of cool live shows. I have demos that were done before we even met Michael Wagner. Which is very interesting to hear, and they're good quality. They were done it neat, uh, so you know that's something to review. Even stay hard. I've got some really cool stuff for that too. So we'll see what happens. You know,
2: Do you anticipate doing this type of thing each year for 40th anniversaries for because you got some for the next couple of years, I guess.
1: Yeah, it'll keep me it's keep us busy. So it's you know that the focus, the impetus is on the new material. But uh, this keeps the pot boiling in between, you know. Right. But like I said, we had that going, and got that finished off, and then we started work on the brand new album, which is in the can. Uh, we got about nine songs mixed at this point. It sounds phenomenal. And we're going to mix, at the end of the day, 18 songs. And they won't all go on the lot. album. The that's album awesome. will only have 10 tracks. We'll have a couple of extra tracks for other territories. Uh, and looks like we may do an EP, which is cool, which is harkening back to the way it used to be, like when we did Crash Bang Wallop and all that. And then there's a couple of tracks which are cover tunes, which will be coming out probably later this year. Uh, I can tell you one of them is a Christmas song. <laughs> but it's It's a kick-ass Christmas song. It's, it's not, your normal, not your normal thing. We're not singing Christmas carols, for God's sake. That's not happening and the other one's a cover tune of a well-known band which I can't tell you right now but that should be fun too
2: Nice. When when can we expect this thing to be released or is that yet to be determined?
1: Uh, Those things I I just know that they're hounding us for the mixes of those two cover tunes right now (laughs) We've we've told the guy who's mixing this is what it needs and that should be done and off to the record company very soon Uh, As far as the actual album the working title is "All Hells Breaking Loose," uh, and it should be out May June of next year.
2: Nice. Well, I mean, I hope so because with all the delays for releases, I, I think that's I think that's going away a little bit. But uh, I hope you're able to get yours out when you when you plan to. Um,
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
2: You guys have been pretty active for the entirety of, the, of almost 50 years now. There's that four-year yeah. gap in the early 2000s where you didn't do much. Uh, due to Mark's well, accident. Well, that's but, you
1: know, was a Mark's yeah. accident. You know.
2: Right. A lot of things have obviously changed. What's the biggest difference for Raven touring now to when you did that first tour in the US in 83?
1: Well, obviously, you've got cell phones. You've got <laughs> communication. You've got the internet. Other than right. that, it's the same. You know, we go out there and go nuts and bang it out. to so the best of our ability, 110% effort so those things have not changed, are mm-hmm. uh, variation in audience. I think there used to be, especially in England, like if you play, the further north you went, the crazier the audiences were. The further south you went, the more reserved and more of a pain in the ass, and you really had to hit them hard to to, to wake them up. And that changed with pretty much with the advent of the internet. You know, you get some sedate guy down in london looking at the inner oh i've got to go crazy like those guys oh okay this is head banging oh all right all right you know so that's kind of homogenized a little bit but you could you can paint broad brush and say like the latin countries you know your spain italy south america they're generally crazier than everyone else you know (laughs) and a a lot more passion which is what you find in life you know with, with them too Part of this
2: tour that you're doing now, or at least at the, towards the end of it, you're doing the Zazula tribute show down in Florida with Metallica, which is a big deal uh, for several reasons. But what does it mean to you to be part of that, that show?
1: Well, it's, it's uh, obviously we're very happy to have been asked by Metallica to do it. Uh, we did a, a sit-down interview with James about six weeks ago. Which was videoed for a possible, you know, like all for one box set or some stuff like that. And we asked if he'd be interested in talking about the anniversary of the tour. And yes, he was so into it. And it was really awesome talking to him. And in passing, it was like, hey, you know, uh, we're available. If anything comes up, you know, if you need an opening band, you know, he says, we might have something coming up. I'll let you know. And almost immediately, They said, we're doing this, would you guys be interested? And of course, because John and Marsha, they changed our lives. They changed Metallica's lives, and they changed a lot of other people's lives too. So, yeah, we're totally on board with that. And John was such a big booster for the band. I mean, his favorite Raven album was Metal City, the most recent one. Hmm. He loved it. He really loved it. So. So it's a, you know, it's a sad loss, but they, they made a huge mark in popular culture, not just heavy metal, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. well, All For One was your was your first Megaforce record, right?
1: Right. All For One, and, and they put out the live album, yeah. But uh, and John it- was like a hellfire preacher, you know? You couldn't mm-hmm. say no to him. He would just bug everybody until he got what he wanted. And he full tooth and nail for his bands so yeah we really appreciated that
2: <clears throat> well that seems to be the general consensus too of everybody who ever worked with uh him and his wife Marsha. and uh and it's it's great to see that you guys are all coming together to to put together this show um very cool you came over in 84 have you been here ever since then
1: yeah pretty much we go home for Christmas, and then down the line, we ended up getting married, and you know, I had kids, and blah 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 blah. Life goes on, and you turn around, say, "Oh, I've been over here longer than I was in England." You know, I spend half the time now in England and half the time in Florida, so I get the best or worst of both worlds.
2: Yeah, were you able to avoid all the
1: disaster the other week? There you go. I get the Florida hurricanes and the English rain. There you go.
2: Oh, man. Um, so uh, I was looking through uh, what's available for Raven online in the streaming services, and it seems like the whole middle period is missing. What's up with that? Where'd those albums go as far as
1: streaming? Uh, once the we got our rights back for a lot of this stuff, uh, it came down because mm. Warners couldn't put that up again. And I'm in no particular hurry because we don't make any money off it. Right. So we're taking more time on that. I mean, there's going to be reissues of the Atlantic stuff, etc., down the line. But uh, we got a lot of new stuff going on, as you know, at the moment. So we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. No, but, cool. uh, you know, Spotify can uh, uh, orally pleasure my, you know what, you know. I'm yeah, not a fan a- of that. That's, it's basically organized, freaking it's just a criminal enterprise as far as you ask me.
2: Yeah. As a, as a listener, I like it, but I I totally understand why musicians don't want their shit up there.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's, it's uh it's very, very easy. It's very comfortable. Oh, play this, play this. And again, it makes it very faceless. You don't have that connection with the physical medium and, you know, the artwork and who did what and, you know it, it makes it very transient and very you know it, it it devalues i think it devalues the experience a little bit you know yeah
2: yeah no i understand what you're saying um it's it's easy to move on to something else it's easy to be forgotten it's it, it comes so quick it goes away so quick um yeah it's a it's hard to stay on top of it um but like you mentioned you guys are you guys are still going you're still putting out new records you got a new one coming You've been at it for nearly fifty years. Pretty generic question here, but at this point, do you have a personal peak for Raven? Do you have a, a moment that you consider your favorite moment uh, being in Raven?
1: Uh, you know, it's, the great thing is, it's 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 not so much a destination as the old uh, saying goes. It's definitely the journey. Um, we've had so many peaks and troughs. You know, we've had tough times and. Things are looking really good for us now. There's a lot of stuff that's happening. And we've been there before, at least twice before, where things start happening that are out of your control and it's like Mm -hmm. riding a wave and things are happening peripherally. There's a lot of things which I can't even talk about right now, which are going to be happening soon, which are really awesome. And, you know, we're touring the UK next year and we'll be doing All for One in its Mm -hmm. entirety which is really cool, and probably doing a bunch of festivals on that. we got Japan, Australia, South America coming up, uh, and then European dates, and then coming back here uh, literally like a year from now, and just keeping it going. And the, the new record will kick that up a notch too. Right. So we'll be able to get back the way we were in 2019 and just... You know, get back onto the highway and continue on from there. But uh, we're having a blast. We're enjoying it more than we ever have because I think we appreciate it more now. We know we're in a rarefied air position. There's not many people that have been in the business as long as we have that can still deliver the goods, do it great, uh, and, and have fun with it, you know? I don't clock in on this job. I'm in. I'm in full 100%, you know. <laughs> that's what
2: everybody wants, man. That's what everybody that's what I talk about all day. I hate I hate that I go to a day job, right? I hate that I'm when I'm done talking to you, I got to go back and sit in a cubicle and do shit that I don't want to do, right? But you're out there Yeah, doing, man. I mean, we've all been there. That's great. I
1: I had to do stuff, you know, when my kids were growing up, I had to make the music take a backseat and you know, work a job. Uh, and there's no shame in hard work. No shame whatsoever. you got to do what you got to do. Uh, and it came to a certain point that was like about 11 years ago, and I just said, you know what? Kids are doing well. I'm going to starve and be happy. I'm <laughs> supposed to be fat and, and unhappy, you know what I mean? So, and that's kind of coincided with, you know, everyone just piling in 100% and taking things forward.
2: That's great. That's great, and I, I love I love seeing that you guys are out there. I love that you're braving the cold Michigan. How cold is it in Michigan right now?
1: Uh, it's probably in the sixties. Oh, uh, the weather's The weather's turned. I think the Indian summer said bye bye, and uh, yeah. we just hope the rain's going to hold off. <laughs> <laughs> it was raining this morning. We got uh, we got some uh travel issues. We have to get a new trailer. Our trailer died, so. We're going to get that together shortly, and then get down to the gig.
2: Does it's is traveling less, or as I'm sorry, is touring maybe less stressful now that you know exactly what to anticipate and what to um, appreciate? Well, you can
1: never anticipate. There's always uh, you know things that pop up and drive you crazy. Always stuff like that. Uh, unfortunately, that's just part of the deal. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we try to you know run it lean and mean and make it work, and it, it works for us, you know. We've left the, uh, the chiropodists and the uh, the massager and the 500 guitar techs. We've left them behind a long time ago. <laughs> and, you know, we just uh, have a few guys out that help us do what we need to do, and we do the rest. It's all good. Awesome. Well, John, I'm glad you guys are still at it.
2: I appreciate what you're doing. I feel Raven... Is uh, starting to. I think you're starting to get the respect that's well deserved, uh, and was missing. Yeah, for that's a while. kind
1: of like what I was talking about with the peripheral stuff. There's, uh you know, i the talking to a few club owners, and it's just like a lot of things is happening for you guys. You know, there's like the groundswell is is moving, and a lot of it is because, I mean, a lot of the old guard are basically checking out. Yeah. You know, it's uh, they're, they're pretty much done. You see them selling that catalogs and not touring so much and all that, right? It's like that's okay, I'll, I can jump in those shoes, I'm good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope the rest of the tour goes great for you. Um uh, Leave and Bleeding is the latest thing you guys put out. It's a nice, like we said, nice compilation of what you've done recently, a good place for people to pick up, um, with where you're at. Real quick, last question. If somebody were to get into Raven right now, today, where would you want them to
1: start? I think that album's a great place to start. It's got a, like, a couple of the older songs on. Mm-hmm. It's it's an overview of the last 10 years, and it's it's a, probably a better indicator of where we are than diving in anywhere else. So I would start with that and then start uh, checking stuff out from the early albums onwards, you know?
2: So there you have it. That was my conversation with John Gallagher of Raven, the legendary new wave of British heavy metal band. The song you just heard was Firepower. That was also off of Wiped Out. Go check out that tour if you can. And again, if you want to go to October 22nd in York, Pennsylvania, just let me know. I'll put you on the list for a chance at going for free. How about that? Let's put it that way. Okay. But uh, again, thanks to John for having that conversation. I had heard he was personable and fun to talk to. And he totally delivered. The man was standing outside. You could probably tell by the wind. He was standing outside in what seemed to be a very cold day in Michigan. For the entirety of our conversation. And he was pleasant the entire time. As you heard. So, big thanks to him. It's really cool to be able to talk to all these people. That are like uh, legendary status in hard rock and heavy metal i've gotten to do a lot of these i've got another one later this week with somebody else that you'll hear about later that i'm pretty excited about so it's i don't know it's just very cool to go from being a normal bullshit guy sitting in my cubicle and then i come home my lunch break and i have these conversations with these people who have written and performed these songs that i think are so essential to uh to the music that I listen to and that are just classics, bona fide classics. So go check out Raven. Check out the reissues for their 40th anniversary uh, editions of every album to come because there's going to be a bunch of them. Anyway, moving on. Let's end this one. Let's end it with a song from ruby the hatchet out of new jersey they got a new album dropping this friday called fear is a cruel master and the song i'm gonna play for you is called deceiver check it out check out their new record when it drops this friday and enjoy have a nice day thank you for listening bye -bye.
0: you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even